Hello and welcome to Jumpstart Weekly, the manga podcast where every week we read all of the chapters of Shonen Jump on Viz's website, as well as another collected volume of manga. I'm your host, Jeremy. And I'm your host, Kevin. This week we are remote again, which is my fault. One of my family members got sick and out of an abundance of caution, we decided to record remotely. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, no big deal, but don't want to get Kevin super sick if I don't have to. Yeah, I, I'm not worried, but I understand. So yeah, we read Kaiju number eight this week, volume one, mm-hmm. which Kevin, you're caught up with that series, right? No, I am. I have fallen behind quite a bit on Kaiju number eight. Gotcha. I've fallen well, behind on a bunch of stuff because I'm like, oh, I'm really into reading this one book series. And so like everything else I read except the chapters for this fell to the wayside. I mean, that is most of why I wanted to do this podcast, because I would probably be behind on everything if we didn't do it. Yeah. Speaking of before then, we have Shonen Jump to talk about. And I am a little cross with Shonen Jump right now in Viz Media as a enterprise. Yeah, that's fair. As they have once again not released a chapter of Ayakashi Triangle, even though up until one minute before it was supposed to be released, they said they were going to. Yeah. This one didn't even get the news traction of the first time. They have not published a chapter yet in 2022. Hmm. And complete radio silence on why that is. We don't know if it's Shueisha pressuring them. We don't know if it's their decision. We don't know if the license has lapsed in some way. Yeah. And as, as that's one of my favorite series in Jump, that's incredibly frustrating. Yes, yes it is. On to further news, though. I encourage anyone who is upset about this to write into Viz's customer support. It seems to be a black void where messages go to die. But I express my distaste, and despite doing this podcast, might cancel my Viz Stone and Jump subscription because I'm kind of that upset about the radio silence. But we'll see. Okay. If the chapter comes out next week, that will feel less gloom and doom, or if they at least say something. Mm-hmm. On to happier things, we have One Piece chapter 1037, Drunken Dragon Bagua. What did you think of this chapter of One Piece, Kevin? I like this chapter. You know, it's it was kind of fun having, you know, just now we have uh, Luffy and Kaido having a uh, knockdown drunken brawl. Yeah, I don't super love drunk Kaido. There's precedence for this, but... Like, I found the little bit about him being like, hey, why are you drinking? And Kaido being like, because I'm having fun now. You want one? I thought that was pretty fun. Yeah. But then when he immediately goes to, like, crying drunk Kaido, I didn't super care for that. Yeah, that's fair. But I I also like that he was just kind of, like, going through a bunch of state, like, being different drunks. You know, like, he's weepy. He's weepy drunk. Then he's angry drunk. It's certainly stuff we've seen from Kaido before when he drinks. Yes. We also have a Girma 66 cover story, which I think started last chapter, but I'll notice this chapter, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's cool to see that uh, obviously all of them are still alive. They're One Piece characters, of course, but yes, they seem to have gotten away from Big Mom, and that's good. Mm-hmm. They spend the, the back part of this chapter trying to set up a bunch of mysteries. Did that bit do anything for you? I was very intrigued about... The devil fruit that they're talking about. That's just got to be the time fruit, right? It seemed like a really weird like mashup, because when they talk about it, Jack shows up, and it's not the mammoth fruit. They don't care about that. It's not Jack. It's uh, oh, is the that... island. Oh, the, is the, that... It's the, the giant elephant. Zoe? Zoe. Yep. That makes more sense as a big reveal. I just thought, oh, yeah, we've seen a big mammoth before. No, yeah, that, that was my thing that 
not only ha- like it's shown up to Wano, which is cool. That kind of tracks. Yeah, so that was a cool reveal, and then them talking about the devil fruit. The time fruit makes the most sense, because I, I did a little bit of, it was like, you know, like I said, or I say a lot, since I'm juggling so many stories, sometimes I'll lose small details like that. You know, like, oh, am I supposed to know what fruit they're talking about? Is this like, ah, oh, if you're, you know, like a, an avid reader, you would understand what I'm talking about? And it feels like, no, this is just people wildly speculating, but the, the time fruit makes the most sense. Considering that, you know, like, oh, it hasn't resurfaced for centuries. Well, that would make sense with the time fruit, considering it's been active during that period, essentially. Yeah, and finding out that it's the island Zoe rather than Jack, it might have something to do with that as well. But that is also just speculation. Yeah. I did enjoy the chapter. I'll be honest, I didn't super care for this week's Shonen Jump. Like, one piece, I was like, oh, that was all right. Something will be better. Um, Then I was like, come on, something, be better. Uh, Anything else you want to say on that? I, I sort of agree with you. I did like a couple of things in this. But yeah, it's really just... Alright, yeah. We had some good stuff and some stuff just existed. <laughs> well, next up we have Jujutsu Kaisen number 171. Tokyo number one colony part 11. And I didn't hate this chapter of Jujutsu Kaisen or anything, but like I said about this fight earlier, I don't think it's the best one in Jujutsu Kaisen. I don't love the way it's drawn, and none of the powers have been like super cool to me. The bit about, what's his name? Megumi. Megumi having to bear the weight of everything he carries in his shadow is pretty cool, but it's also clearly set up for him to get around it, and I didn't think the rest of the fight in this chapter was particularly interesting. I don't know. I actually really liked it. I, I liked the him being able to summon a clone of himself, and that like that to me seemed to flow really cool when he was fighting Receipt Man. And I also liked that you know he's like, "Ha! I used my domain expansion," and then the other guy's like, "I have a perfect counter to domain expansions." Except because Megumi's is imperfect at this stage, he actually can't counter it at all. Yeah, I mean that's fine. I, I didn't like I wasn't like rolling my eyes at that or anything, but it's stuff I've seen before and I wasn't super into it. Like I said, I didn't hate it. It ranked pretty well in this very mess shonen jump, but mm-hmm. I, I'm ready for this fight to be done and for us to move on to the next thing, whatever that is. Fair. Uh, anything else you want to say on the chapter? Nope. Uh, next, we have Ayashiman chapter eight. Don't tell me it's in bad taste, which is a chapter that like is or which is one of the few chapters in the magazine this week that kind of got me going. Okay. This is more what I want for my Ashiman. Yeah. We could do with more of the stuff that Tyler, when he guessed it on, was talking about with the high concept stuff for sure. But what I really wanted out of this was the shonen of it. And I really like the shonen fight bit. I like when the elder sister takes out the knife with her special powers and we find out what that is, but she does not use it yet. Yeah. Because the main character gets up, stands up and is like, hey, I want to fight you some more. Like, I, I got to fight a big boss guy? That's great. This is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I, I literally have been wanting a fight, like an actual fight, for such a long time. Because literally everyone else I've beaten with a single punch. And he's like, dude, you okay? I am murdering you with ice. It's not a fun way to die. And he's like, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Also, seeing the elder sister... She- you know, facade crack a little bit and the villain find out who she is. That's all interesting stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I also like the, he finds out and like everyone else kind of figures it out at the same time. Shoot her. What? But she's the 
boss's, or the old boss's daughter. I said shoot her. <laughs> like, everyone else is like, um, this seems like a bad plan, boss. Yeah, and he's like, eh, if the boss cared about her, he would have told someone besides, he would have told someone about her. Yep. Yeah, I really liked it. Ayashiman, like I said, I wasn't sure if I was going to like the direction it went in or not, but so far, so good. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have one of your favorites, Blue Box number 36, Better Get Going. What did you think of Blue Box this week, Kevin? It went in a slightly different direction than I was expecting, but I actually still really liked it. I still like the the thing with Chise kind of like, it's not that her, well, I guess her facade is cracking, and the lie that she's trying to tell herself is starting to fade. You know, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in him, and I can't be, and we can't have the time. And then she kind of like, everyone, right at the end when it's like, wow, why do you look so sad? And she's like, wait, I look sad? Just yeah. really got me. I do like that bit, and I like that boy got back to his date, in air quotes, fast enough that it wasn't a whole thing. I like that it didn't blow up the way it certainly looked like it was going to. Yeah, because it looked like he was going to come back with everyone else at the same spot. It just seemed like Rhythmic Gymnastic Girl was going to be that big of a pushover because she's already apprehensive about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that she would just be like, yeah, sure, you can you can come sit down, that's fine. And I did like her little internal monologue of like, yeah, let's go see the fireworks next year. And he was like, yeah, that'd be great. And she was like, I, I want to see them with just you, though, idiot. Like, why yeah. why can't I say this? <laughs> I enjoyed it, certainly. Again, not a lot of great stuff in Jump this week, and I did enjoy this one. But it was one of those blue mm-hmm. box chapters where I was like, eh, I mean, I get why we're doing this, but this isn't what I'm here for. Fair. This isn't the cream. This is another chapter to draw out the story. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it wasn't bad. If that's all you have to say on blue box, next up we have Elusive Samurai, chapter 46, Hair 1335. And my main note is this is, oh no, now that we're reading this every week, I need to learn all these characters' names. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair. I sort of like this. Again, it, it didn't have any of the cool art stuff that I typically like out of Elusive Samurai, but it seems like we're we're done with this arc, and I'm going to be moving on. And I did really like the grandson kind of like getting his comeuppance of like, ah, yes, I shall be, you know, lavished with grandfather's attention. And then he realizes after he's like, wait a minute, I, I it's too much. I want just a little bit of attention, not, you know, all of his attention for three entire days. Yeah. Scrolling down, I ranked this fairly high, but I remember having very similar feelings to it as Blue Box of being like, OK, like we set up this story and I like the like sort of progress that shows that the main character is easily able to overcome this challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, And I like the little character development bit with his hair, too, but no, nothing in it shown. Like you said, there isn't the beautiful art that we love Elusive Samurai for yep. or any really cool concepts. Yeah. Even the hair thing for me seemed a little like I understand it was them, you know, making the the judgment call about. Or like, I understand the significance of the hair, but even that felt a little off to me because it was like, you know, oh, no, your hair. But his hair seemed like fine. Yeah, the thing is there ends up being no consequence to it, right? Yeah. It's a threat, but it's not paid off on. Yes. I guess that's what the stake is, and he doesn't lose it. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say on Elusive Samurai? Nope. Next up, we have Mashal Magic and Muscles, Chapter 92, Mash Burn Dead and the Bottomless Trap Hole. 
good Yu-Gi-Oh card. Mm-hmm. I actually like this one, especially because, you know, the magnet villain is starting to have a bit of a, you know, like, oh, is he going to, you know, redeem himself? The mask just, like, leaves. Like, I loved that aspect. I liked that. I think my problem with this chapter is, like, I was certain that Magnet Bad Guy was the big bad of that group. I mean, it doesn't really make sense from a story perspective to have to have beaten him first, but he's the one who's, like, Mashal's brother. No, the other guy is. Is he? Yeah. Do, do these characters just look so similar? They're yes, just, that is the problem. Draco Malfoy-ass assholes that I've yes. been completely confused this entire time. Yeah, because the guy he's fighting at the end is his brother. Okay, then I think that is a little bit the artist's fault, actually. I mean, I didn't have that. I can understand they do all look very similar because they're all, like, blonde and they all, you know, all, it's just like, and they have some weird facial, like, you know, mark. But I I did not get confused over which one was which. Like, I knew he was, you know, the thug. Or Magnet Man was the thug. I thought at the beginning, they're like, yeah, let's take out the top guy first. Th- this is how I remember it going. I guess that's not true. And I am just wrong. Overall, I still enjoyed the chapter, though. It has good martial humor, like you said. Both in the beginning and the ending of he's like, he's just walking up the wall like he's Spider-Man. Only I like, he's like, you know, rather than walking up the wall like he's Spider-Man, he's literally shoving his feet into the wall to climb upwards. Bottomless pits are no threat to Mashal. While I do like the bit of him walking up the wall, I think it would have been funnier to see him flying by kicking his legs like he did the one time. Like, ha, what are you going to do with this bottomless pit? He just starts flying upwards like... Like, did you guys forget that I can fly? He did it Sanji style, right? Sort of, yeah. It was when they were doing the Quidditch thing, and he was just, like, kicking. I remember it happening. I just don't remember how it looked. Because when you said that, I was imagining Mashal, like, like spinning bird kicking, helicoptering, and that's hilarious to me. <laughs> no, it was more like he was running in place really quickly, so his legs were kind of blurred. So okay. a bit closer to Sanji style, but not as much of the, like, the ability to take steps on the air as he's like swimming through the air so hard he flies. Gotcha. Uh, anything else you want to say on Mashal? Nope. Last but not least, we'll be talking about Mission Yuzakura Family, Mission 115, Nano Hazard. What did you think of this chapter, Kevin? I liked it. I like the little, I, I like these little silly family chapters, especially with the silliness of like, uh, I've detected a sneeze. And you have the common cold. He's like, I developed this super drug that can defeat all diseases. What's the problem? It hurts. Like, real bad. See, and the joke just didn't quite work for me. Again, in a very weak uh, week for Shonen Jump, it still did pretty decently. Because I think the... I appreciate the attempt to turn this joke into, like, genuine character development and theater that they do at the end. Mm-hmm. But I kind of... The cold open sort of teases this almost being a Resident Evil horror situation with the joke being it's their brother, and I feel like that's not what the chapter actually ends up being. It's not, no. So in addition to not super loving the joke, I feel like they didn't pay off on it either. I just, I really love the joke because it's the, you know, oh, they're all kids, and ah, kids are scared of needles, and then at the end he makes the tea, and it's like, oh, but the tea is super bare. (laughs) Like, just That's almost worse than a needle. (laughs) Yeah, it just was really funny to me. Fair. Like I said, I just it seemed like an interesting premise. I hope we get at least one more of these fun chapters because I don't want to leave it on this one mm-hmm. because it didn't do it for me. Fair. 
And so speaking of things that didn't do it for me, that'll bring us into Jump Card. Jump Card is the segment where we rank everything in Shonen Jump, from our least favorite up to our favorite. 19 this week, since Ayakashi Triangle is mysteriously missing. Don't mm-hmm. pirate it, wink wink. What do you have at number 19, Kevin? I mean, Roboco down at 19. Samesies. Uh, the, this was just pointless. I mean, most chapters of it are, but this wasn't funny either. Yes. I feel like they lean into this particular joke about Bondo and combined issues of Jump too much. As someone who very much sympathizes with the, oh man, it sucks there's no jump. I, I understand yeah. they tried to do something new with it, but yeah, it just didn't work at all. No. What do you have at 18? Uh, that's right, Protect Me Shugamaro. I figured. Yeah, it's still not a fan and making more Yu-Gi-Oh jokes that I'm I'm just not into. Yeah, there are way too many in this one. I did like the Summon to Skull one, though. Like, I guess it's the more the, like, you just drew Summon to Skull and then the next guy they run into just looks like that. Genuinely got a little bit of a smile out of me, which is why I have Black Clover at 18. Fair. This is the part of the anime where the villain is really strong and everybody's losing, but they're like, I won't give up. You know yeah. that part. Yes, I do know that part. <laughs> I, I understand. It went a little, It went a bit higher for me because Asta, with Asta screaming like, oh, you don't know how cool these dudes are. Like, just shouting at the devil. You don't know how, you know, like, my dad could beat up your dad. <laughs> Devil is like, my dad is God. <laughs> and he's like, well, we're not JRPG characters, so we're not specialized in killing God, but I'm sure we could figure it out. <laughs> what do you got at 17? That's where I have the peas. I feel like this piece doesn't under, like, this doesn't understand what musical analysis is. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand what musical analysis is, to be fair, but I don't disagree with you. I have it slightly harder, mostly because I like this brat of a villain, and I kind of like the conceit that she's like, oh, you look just like my brother, but you can't be him because you're not. Like, that kind of gets me, but I totally get it. This series isn't good. It's just dreamy in a way I appreciate. Yeah. And 17's where I have Protect Me Shugamaro, because I pretty much agree with you, but a little bit of it got me to smile. Fair. Uh, What do you have at 16? That's where I have High School Family. Samesies again. I really wanted to put it lower because I feel like they it's another one of those where it's just the joke over and over again. But like some of the more genuine moments actually kind of worked. Yeah, it's still it's at the level of like, all right, so this is like, okay, but I can just go read Haikyuu and am currently doing so. Yeah, not being Haikyuu and very clearly being close are it just doesn't seem like a winning strategy to me. No. Especially because it's now just been focusing on volleyball for the longest time, and it's like, is this just going to turn into a volleyball manga about the dad? Yeah, I I can see from a creative perspective why this happened, because you want to do the volleyball tournament, but this should be just another arc that's running, but that doesn't make sense for a tournament. Yeah. So I think he trapped himself. But yeah, it it is, like I said, we constantly have this problem, but some Mm -hmm. of it worked. Uh, What do you have at 15? That's where I have Sakamoto days. 
I'm nodding. You can't see. Because it's just kind of like, ah, you know, the old guy showed up and then a dude exploded and that's it. Yeah. I have it very slightly higher only because this is where I put the peas. Because okay. while I like it, still recognize it is not good. We'll, we'll not argue with you there. Fair. Uh, what do you got at 14? That's where I have Undeaded Unluck. Okay. I was kind of liking the moment between Andy and Fuko, you know, with the whole, like, especially Andy's, rev- like, revelation that he was like, I was just trying to get her to fall in love with me, but that's kind of like not not giving it my all. I now need to fall in love with you. And I really liked that. And then some dude I've never met before <laughs> jumped out and stabbed her in the heart, or I guess the spine. Because she dies, it's like the center of the chest, so I was like, that wouldn't instantly kill, oh wait, no, if he went right through the spine, yeah, that would instantly kill someone. I, I'm not sure if we're supposed to think, she, um, we're supposed to think she's dead, I'm not sure she is though, um, is yeah. I guess what I would say, it would seem very weird to kill her at this point. She, I'm surprised I have that higher than you, because I completely agree, I think there's just stuff I liked less than you this week. That is that is probably fair, and it's really the ending that did it for me, because I was like, ah, you know, I kind of liked this, and then... It's the fact that it's a dude we've never met before being like, hey, yeah. Andy, we're the same. I was like, "This that works if I know who this guy is, not... This seems like a Black Clover-ass plot twist to me. Yeah, random Joe pops out of the shadows. Because, like, my personal theory is that she actually is dead, but they're going to fix it. I mean, that would be fine, too. Yeah. Like, she's Maybe not going to stay cyborg. dead. Maybe they'll give her a Mega Man arm. That would be cool. She needs a Mega Man arm. Yeah, she needs someone to do something. At 14, I have Sakamoto Days. Okay. No, no more to say on it than you have, except for I watched John Wick 2 and should watch John Wick 3. That's what I think of every time I read Sakamoto Days lately, is I should watch John Wick 3. Yeah, it's good. I was just going to say, I'm looking forward to 4. Uh, fair. What do you have at 13? That's right, Black Clover. I think just the, the ridiculousness of Asta being at the end, like, you don't understand how cool these guys are. And say just being like, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I'm Satan, dude. <laughs> I haven't even fully manifested. I'm just kind of like exacerbated at everything right now. Like, please just fucking stop. I have Witch Watch at 13. Uh, if you have it higher, it must be because this joke worked for you. I kind of appreciated it. I like the bit where Nico was like, now I just need my girlfriend to move in and everything will be perfect. Yes, I really <laughs> liked that moment. And I'm like, you're right. Just do it. And I also like that it's a harem manga, but all of the boys are her wingman except the one she likes. That is real nice to me. Yes. But, like, just didn't do anything for me. That's fair. I did not laugh. There was not any, like, character bits, and I kind of don't like the bratty vampire boy. Yeah. He's now going to be around forever. I just, I think it was the Nico being like, ah, we just need Cat Lady. I mean, that's what put it above, like, the peas for me. Like I, I like that bit, but I liked that bit, and then I I liked the self insert of well, this gives me a perfect excuse to draw the apartment, <laughs> like the apartment layout, and then they just cut to the apartment layout was just really funny to me with like the artist being like ah perfect I can draw the apartment layout now. I mean fair, but I just think that you should always you should never feel an excuse to draw a layout of the base, uh, whether that base is like a superhero base or just the apartment and your that your rom com takes place in. I, the only fair? reason you should hesitate is if you want to change it in the future, if you don't want it set in stone. I don't need an excuse for that. I, I like that stuff. Fair. I just like the fact that he called it out. What do you have at number 12? That's where I have my hero. Okay. 
I, s- I don't remember what happened to my hero this week, so that that's a sign. Yep. I have it slightly higher though. Oh, I do I remember some of it now. Aizawa was talking yeah. to Ayuma. Yeah, I remember that bit now. That's what I remembered when I said that. And then but, uh, I feel like All Might had to call a secret strategy meeting <laughs> of like all the people that we trust and you, the person who lost her quirk. What about the rest of my team? No. We don't trust them. They have quirks. I was like, what? Okay. All right. What's the plan? Divide and conquer. We're going to separate them and then beat them one by one. Imagine, if you will, a a story arc of One Piece, where there are a bunch of villains that match up perfectly with our crew. We're going to send our crew in and have them 1v1 everybody. (laughs) Yeah, it was not a good strategy meeting. (laughs) No, that's really what it is. I did like somebody pointing out of like, (laughs) all right, cool. How do you actually plan on doing that? Have you read One Piece? <laughs> it's, that would be great. Have you read One Piece? We don't have a swordsman, but we do have a fire guy, and they have a fire guy, so same thing. <laughs> I have Undead on Luck at 12. Okay. I completely agree with you, though. And yeah. I think I probably liked the the good part of it earlier less than you, because I'm way less invested in these characters. Mm-hmm. And I was a little eye-rolly at it, but I'm like, yeah, I'm like this is not for me, and I don't like it, but it isn't bad until the end, where it's like, and now the secret boss you didn't even know about has shown up. Yeah. What do you have at number 11? That's where I have Witch Watch. Just a little bit higher than you. Yeah, fair. Uh, that's where I put Magi-chan. Okay. Again, it just really didn't do it for me. Fair. It wasn't trying to be a funny chapter, especially, so I don't think criticizing it for that is fair. And it went higher because, like, the thing about, ha, give me your money, boy. I'm just going to gamble if this day keeps repeating until I win was kind of funny. But mm, I I want this arc to be over quickly, I suppose, is what I'm saying. Fair. What do you have at 10? That's why I have the elusive samurai. You know, it was just kind of like, I did sort of like it, but I was not a fan of this arc in general. So I'm looking forward to more cool art, more high concept stuff, and more character development for the main lord, rather than, you know, like, oh, this guy became his staunch defender. It's like, well, that seems, honestly, seems a little weird. That that made sense to me. It was just, like, not narratively interesting. Like, they've yes. done stuff like that before, and I think it is probably a historical fact. So I think that's more to say, like, yes, this is historical fact. I'm showing this part of the relationship. Fair. And we as people who do not know this history at all, because we never learned it because we're not Japanese, mm-hmm. don't, don't need that reminder. Like, that's information for us. Yeah. Uh, whereas I feel like there are probably some kids reading this that don't know this. But for most, that's a and yes. Like, I'm not changing the way history went sort of moment. Fair. I have Mission Yozakura family at 10. Okay. Like I said, I didn't hate it. I appreciated what it was trying to do, but not my favorite Mission Yozakura family fun little chapter by a long shot. Mm-hmm. What do you have at nine? That's right, Magu-chan. I agree with you. I like the uh, give me your money, boy. I'm just going to go gambling. You know, like, wait, if I know the future, that means I can win all of the, you know, I can win all of the money gambling. You should play the lottery. I don't know why you're doing slots. That's not how slots work. Yeah, I thought that. Uh, well, <laughs> that's also part of the funny thing of like, you're not even doing reading the future to win money correctly. But then I also like. Right at the end, it's, you know, this whole thing has been about what does Ruri want to do, and she was undecided. So the day's been repeating over and over, and, event, like, this gets her to think of, like, what do I want to do? I got Jujutsu Kaisen at nine. Okay. I feel like I said my piece on it. I didn't hate it. 
but it just felt very much like here's a piece of Jujutsu Kaisen for you. And I was like, okay, I I will take another next week. Fair. What do you have at eight? That's where I have Doron Dororon. Okay. You know. Oh yeah, super cute samurai. You know, samurai has a devoted follower who, admittedly, like basically the standard kind of aggressive that I'm used to in this character of like I want her to marry me. Yeah, the standard Yuri friend. Yes, we all have. I I do kind of love how nonchalant she is about it because she's that way with everything. Yes. Yeah, that was nice. I feel like she would introduce her to boy being like, "This is my Yuri friend who wants to marry me." You know, like you have. He'd be like, "What?" <laughs> but I also liked, you know, we're we're ramping it up a little bit with like, "Oh, this is that one special demon." I forget the name of them in this. Yeah, I do too. And it having ties to like, this is the one that ended up killing his mom. Yeah, that really got me. I won't lie. Doron Dororon went very high to me, for me because I felt like we introduced a lot this chapter. We tied a whole bunch of stuff together. We set a direction. And I also really like the bit where he's like, yeah, I bought a bunch of sweets for us to celebrate. And then like the kids came up and are like, thanks for saving us. And then he got like called to action. He's like, here, kids, share these with your friends instead of eating them ourselves. Yeah, that's good. And it was I kind think- of everything I wanted in a shonen. Yeah, I think you've just been more invested in the series. So like oh, I still definitely. thought it was I still thought it was very good, but it didn't hit me as hard. Eight's where I have my hero academia. Okay. I guess some of that Ayazawa stuff must have got to me. I remember kind of rolling my eyes at it though, so I'm not sure why I put it this high even. Fair. What do you got at seven? That's where I have Mission Uzakura. I just you know, I liked the the silliness of uh, the kids are afraid of shots and bitter tea. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I get what you're going for, but it's not quite the right amount of silly to me. Like, it feels like one of them should be terrified of that, and that would be funny, especially if it was someone you wouldn't expect. Yeah. But all of them didn't work for me, unless you were going to do, like, a Resident Evil, like, oh, haunted house type thing. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that. Seven's where I got Mashal. If okay. I didn't have that confusion with Mashal, it might have gone higher. I don't have, like, complaints about it, but okay, it was very medium, in my opinion. <laughs> Fair. Uh, what do you get at six? That's where I have Ayashimon. I like this chapter of Ayashimon. I like the, you know, the the beats here. Yeah, that's fair. That's where I put Elusive Samurai, which I have very similar feelings to Mashal and Jujutsu Kaisen on. Thank you for this chapter. I'll take another next week, but this wasn't anything special. Mm-hmm. What do you have at number five? That's where I put Mashal. I, like I said, I, I liked the, you know, like, ah, you, you managed to defeat me. Maybe, you know, is this how my brother felt? Well, you'll never be able to defeat the next guy. And he, like, looks up and Mashal's just already gone. Like, oh, he, he just left. <laughs> like, yeah, he good. does that. Uh, five's where I put Blue Box. Pretty step up between Elusive Samurai and Blue Box, but very similar feelings, like I said when we talked about it. Feels like a chapter of Blue Box. We finished this little yeah, arc, yeah, but yeah. it wasn't a great conclusion. And I'll take another next week, please. <laughs> yeah, it was my number four. I'm not quite at that level, but I definitely understand that feeling of like, yeah, this was good. And, you know, like, I understand most of the time, not, you know, the entire the entire dish can't be made of cream, because that would end up making it taste bad. Yeah, so, like, absolutely. I'm, I'm fine. I love these. It's not that I love these moments, but I'm perfectly fine with these moments and have just been enjoying the story so far. So I did like it. Four is where I put Dr. Stone. Okay. Certainly, I liked Dr. Stone this week. Uh, Ryosuke is one of my favorite characters. It mm-hmm. did seem like a pretty huge ass pull for him to be here now. Yeah. I don't hate it. but And like also, I feel like 
this is the character we're going to use this for. I mean, this is the character I would choose to use this for, but I feel like Tsukasa and Chrome and Taiju are all more worthy of this position. That said, it's yes. still number four this week. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's my number three. I also really enjoyed it. I just, I really loved the, ah, uh, oh, Zeno, you must have made a, a stabilization system for him in secret. Zeno being like, no. <laughs> and so everyone else, how... How is he? How is he doing that without a gyroscope? And it just cuts to him just spinning in the cockpit, like I'm my own gyroscope. Yeah, and just that was really a bit silly me. for me. It didn't get the laugh from me. That's fair. It got the laugh from me of like I'm my gy- I'm my own gyroscope. This is great. Yeah, and it didn't like knock it down a notch because I was like, this yeah, is yeah. stupid. But it it didn't get the laugh it was going for. I have a Yashimon at three. Okay. Like I said, this is exactly where I wanted the series. To- I shouldn't say exactly, but like. Uh, when I picked it, when we were picking series, I was nervous about if it was going to go the right direction or not. Mm-hmm. And it certainly seems like it is with this chapter. Gotcha. What do you have at number two? That's right. I have Jujutsu Kaisen. I'm liking the flow of this fight more than you. And I really like the, oh, I've activated my domain expansion. Oh, well, unluckily for you, I have a technique that counters domain expansions. It's like, well, you counter the insta-kill moves, not the domain expansion itself. And then I like his thing of like, you know, oh, you can only store, you have to carry the weight of what's in your shadow. So I'm going to overload you with weight. And then Megumi having the, well, I mean, we're still in a domain, like you're, you know, you're still inside my shadow. So my shadow's also on the ceiling. Yeah, just didn't do it for me. Fair. I got one piece at number two. Okay. And obviously that's what you have at number one. Yes. Uh, I don't want to repeat myself yet again and say, nice chapter, I'll take another next week. I like this one certainly more than others. That's why it's up here high. I mm-hmm. really like this turn on Kaido of him enjoying the fight with Luffy. But again, the sad drunk didn't do near as much for me. And it seemed like a weird time to cut to the world government for machinations. Yes, but I, I think it's like a raising of the stakes because they've sent the fleet to Wano. Yeah. And then we, and we see that. But yes. I, but I mean, like, I think that's why they're trying, they're like raising the stakes even more of the island that they're on is going to fly into the capital and explode. And they're like, let's raise the stakes even more. And uh, the world government's going to set up another buster call on Wano right as the island Zoe shows up, which is, I liked it. I mean, I liked it too, but I have Doran Dororan at number one. Because mm-hmm. like I said, it's everything I want in Shonen. And I hope Doran Dororan can continue to be this i don't have as much faith in it as i do in like ayashimon Mm -hmm. but this chapter really made me think oh it could be something gotcha and that will do it for shonen jump this week anything you want to say about anything like i said i was pretty down on it not a lot of stuff i super liked in it a a bunch of stuff that was just like happens sometimes in in a mid card sort of place Mm -hmm. like like you said not everything could be cream but when nothing is in the entire book, it starts to feel kind of weak. And there are some series that I'd argue more or less pulled that off. Like One Piece is close to it. Yep. My Hero and its height are beautiful, dead darling. What was that called? Last Sayuki. Yeah, Last Sayuki. Ayakashi Triangle rarely fails to deliver. Yep. So yeah, hopefully next week will be better. And hopefully, speaking of Ayakashi Triangle, it will be back and we won't not be publishing chapters of it anymore for arbitrary reasons without telling anyone why. Yeah, I'm. it is not bothering me as much as it is you, or it sounds like it is you, but it is still bothering me. And it's just this, like you said, hopefully it's back, because I was also, I was like, 
I remembered them being like, yeah, chapter 75 will be up. And then just, it's not. And it's like, you had to know what chapter 75 was. Like. Yeah, and chapter 75, like, 74. There are censorship reasons not to publish it. I don't like them. I wish they still would have done it. I do, to some degree, understand it. Mm -hmm. Those don't really exist in 75. No, well, at least they shouldn't. Certainly, like I said last week, 74 didn't seem anything that, like anything that wasn't in previous chapters. 75 even more so. So I just, I don't know what we're doing at this point. There was technically that one picture of Rochka. Yeah. In this. But it seems like Rochka would have been the problem for 74. And then it's just Lou in 75. So it's like, is she also a problem? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, she should not be more of a problem than any of the other girls. Also, haven't we seen her in, you know... I'm pretty sure we have. I was like, I'm pretty sure we've seen all of the, the high school friends in the bath, so... Yeah, if you don't want to publish this dote in the first place, but like, I, I don't know. I, I'm really conflicted about it and very annoyed with Viz for doing this twice in a row with absolutely no word on why. And the only place you can find it is in a, like a little note that will be gone. If you are reading these in the archives in the future and 76 gets published, there will be no note on what happened to 74 and 75. Yep. Unless they get somehow republished for some weird fucking reason. Yeah. And what are they going to do in collected editions? Are they even going to publish collected editions? Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like they're going to publish collected editions because at that point, I, I, there's either either it's going to stop because of some weird thing that like they're not publishing anymore, or they will just fix it. Yeah, I don't know. Want to talk about Kaiju number eight? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do that after the break. Kaiju number eight this week, volume one, which just came out, it is another series running in on Viz's website. It's in, I think, technically Jump Plus. I, I don't know what, what the non-Shonen Jump chapters all come from anymore. Yeah, I believe it's also Jump Plus, and it is one of the ones that is doing the three chapters a month, which is just cool. And then on the fourth week, they have alternate covers for the three chapters that they did previously. So it's not yeah. like you get literally nothing on that fourth week, but... I don't know if I actually value that, but some people obviously do, such as you. I mean, I- I'm fine with a three times a month schedule. That seems perfectly reasonable to me. I don't care about, like, the alternate art has been, some of it has been cool, so, like, I like seeing it, but it's not like, oh, thank God, I can at least get some kaiju number eight this week by seeing the alternate art. But I also do like that it's not just, it's just not there. Like, you know, hey, here's here's a here's a little thing for you like oh that's cool i want to be clear up front that i did enjoy this volume because i think i'm going to be incredibly critical of it as okay. we talk because i think there are just a ton of weird choices made throughout it okay especially the first two chapters which feel like together they should be the first chapter the first chapter fair. makes I... it feel like it's going to go in a completely different direction than it does yes i like to the point where the manga in many ways seems like it has multiple personalities and it like 
it feels like it wants to tell two different stories and it bounces between each one every week. And I don't think they mesh well together. That is fair. It feels like they stopped doing that. If I, if I'm guessing what you're thinking, the two stories are. Yeah. Yeah. I would say one is the story of a shonen protagonist who gets a weird power and is trying to hide it while trying to use it for the benefit of people. Mm -hmm. And one is the story of a guy who wants to join an elite organization like you do in shonen manga and needs to take a tuning exam. Mm -hmm. And like, I can see how those two stories go together. I mean, Naruto is those two stories together, right? Yeah. But the way, like the first chapter is all about the tuning exam thing. And then it's not until the very end that he's just like, oh, by the way, you have kaiju powers now in a way that's like not very satisfyingly explained to me. And it's fine to do it mysteriously, but they also don't draw enough attention to that if that's the intent, I feel like. Yeah. And and then the second chapter feels like a different pilot for a different manga series. And then it feels like it flips between them. I sort of I sort of understand what you're going for with that. I think they're they're trying to set up a mystery into the, the kaiju powers with you even have it uh, a little bit more explained in this volume with the one kaiju the one the, the villain who is similar to him yeah it's like wait that guy you know that guy can speak and it's because yeah. uh the thing that makes me think they're trying to set up a mystery is the weird wasp thing that infects him yeah, says yeah, found you yeah and that's the thing i want more focus on even if it's just the character speculating what the hell did that mean because it doesn't make any sense to us the audience right and th- that's yes. perfectly fine you can have a mystery like that but it feels like there's no focus given to that at all. It's one panel, and I feel like you could forget about it because they move on to so many other things. From what I have read, they have not gone into it. Although, like I said, I'm very behind on Kaiju number eight. I'm like 20 chapters behind or something like that. And like I said, the problem is not his powers come from a mysterious place. There's plenty mm. of story potential there. It's how like weirdly little they focus on that. It's like, and here's a spider. He bit you. Okay. And to be fair, Spider-Man, where Spider-Man's powers come from don't matter. But also Spider-Man knows it's not a mystery. Yeah. And so it seems really weird that they've set up this mystery and don't seem interested in engaging with it at all. It it feels, I, I'm, I think you're right, but the way it's presented makes it feel very much nothing to see here. He just got bit by a radioactive kaiju and now he's kaiju man. You know, yep. like happens. And the fact that happens at the end of the first chapter and gives us a completely different second chapter is also what makes it feel so weird. And then it goes back to what you thought it was going to be before, where he's like, oh, actually, I can transform between normal and Kaiju Man just fine. That wasn't established before, but it's true. Yeah, well, they I mean, they have that small three month time gap. Yeah, yeah. It just feels very weird to like then jump forward back. It's like now we flash forward to the story we were telling in chapter one. It feels very odd to me. And even yeah. at the end of this chapter, like he jumps in and it seems like maybe this is the direction we're going. I can see lots of ways the two stories can mix, but it feels like they're oil and water at this point or in this volume, I should say. Yeah, I think they're actually trying to set that up, that it's almost like he's two different people of he's the he's the guy who is trying to pass the tuning exams to hang out with his childhood friend. And, but then he's also the superhero who's, you know, he's Kaiju Man. And so, like, I, yeah. I think that, I, I actually, I think that works out pretty well. That they're trying to say, like, 
there's a version of himself that is like, I just need to pass these exams and then I can like live up to my childhood friend's expectations and we can go fight monsters together. But then there's the part of him that was like, I was given superhuman powers and I'm going to be a superhero. Yeah, it just feels like some chapters he's one and some chapters he's the other. And it doesn't feel like there's a real difference in rhyme or reason. Okay. And maybe that gets better as the series goes on. I think it does. Because even at the end of this volume, they seem to be setting up those two having to clash and merge. But it doesn't do anything for me. Part of the problem also is, as a huge superhero fan, I'm pretty beyond the secret identity drama. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying there's nothing to be had there, but I've seen most of it. Yeah. It doesn't super interest me. Certainly, there's plenty of reasons in the setting for him to keep one here. I'm not like, dude, why don't you just tell people? That's pretty obvious. I don't have a like in-universe problem with that. Yeah. But I have a bit of a meta like, mm, is there anything like we can do with a secret identity in this story that hasn't been done before or that's super interesting? Probably not. I would rather just him like get caught doing this and be the weird person on the kaiju defense force who turns into a kaiju. I'd rather it be more common writery, and it could certainly go that direction, or it could. There could be a reason it doesn't go that direction, but that's more interesting to me. If you want some spoilers, I can tell you what happens one way or the other. I feel like we'll probably revisit this, right? Because I did like it, and you like it. Yes, I do like it. So we can leave it at that. Even though the first volume did just come out, you can read the whole thing on Viz because, like you said, it's all coming out. It's all on, out there. It's all out there, and I will. I need to get back to it. It's it's weird saying as soon as I have time, because obviously I, I do have time, but I have a limited amount of free time in the day. And it's time is a ta- construct. Yes, it's being it's being taken up by other things at the moment, even though I do really enjoy this. But there's like I'm not reading my webtoons right now. I'm way behind on my monthlies and this because we don't read them for the podcast every week. Yeah. Like I said, I have issues with the tone of it, and I also, when it's like, and we're going to do a tuning exams now, I kind of rolled my eyes. I think I might be done with tuning exams as a concept. Fair. It'll only take one good one for me to change my mind on that, but that's where I am right now, having, you know, read Shonen Jump for three years and seen so many takes on this. If I remember right, this is not long. No, it's not. Thank you. Thankfully, it's the first arc, basically. Although, we're still in them, kind of, at the end of this volume. It feels like they're about to wrap up, though. And if you say that, I would believe one or two more chapters. Yeah, it's very very short. It's more like the My Hero, not the tune-in exams, but the entrance exams. Yeah. I I mean, I'm saying that as a construct, not as a time. Like, the tune-in exams are super long, right? Because they're one of the best, most pivotal arcs in Naruto. Yeah, and I wasn't trying to say that either, but I just yeah. meant, as opposed to the, like, you know, uh, this is to, like, increase your rank, like, uh, World Trigger is another one that I need to get caught up on, which has been having its, which has technically been having its tuning exam arc for five years. I mean, it's just a tuning exam series, which is a little different. <laughs> yes, it is a little different, but I just meant because it was in the middle of those when it had its break, so. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get around to complimenting this because I was just, you know, said all the bad stuff I don't like about it. I do think the character designs are really, really strong. Yeah. The characters themselves are a little cliche, but they're things I like. I, I particularly like who I presume is going to be the female lead, not the childhood friend, but the brat who is the... She reminds me a lot of Rita from, I was going to say No Game, No Life, but I meant All You Need Is Kill. 
Yeah. She's brattier than that. It's not a perfect one for one, but she reminds me a lot of that, and I like her being around. Yeah, I like her being around, and I like the, she's the the prodigy that, you know, her dad is, like, pushing her to be like, you need to be perfect. And I really like that moment in this chapter with, uh, you know, I got perfect scores, and uh, even some of her friends that, like, scored well, the parents are like, oh, you know, that's cool, I'll buy you that purse. And, like, she sees all the parents, like, happy to see their kids' scores, and then she tells her dad, and he's like, well, of course you got a perfect score. That's to be expected. What do you want, a pat on the head? Yeah, but then Kaiju Man is like, hey, you saved literally everyone's life. Good job. Yeah. I'm an old man. I'm 32. I'm the oldest man in associated with the Shonen Jump. I can be your dad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I also like the, the you know, him being a cleaner aspect of... Oh, yeah. The world building up front is really cool. Yeah. Uh, which I think is why I was so caught off guard when it suddenly becomes a generic Shonen anime. And it feels so weird to be wobbling between those two things. Yeah, but I was talking about even in the exam, when he's calling out like the, oh, that's that thing's weak point, and you should do this thing, and ah, oh, these things are weak to sound because they uh, don't have eyes, so they hear really well. Just really cool of like, you know, sure, I haven't been fighting kaiju forever, but I've been dismantling them for, you know, 10 years or whatever it is. I really like that as a character beat as well, but it made the world feel really small to me. Because like, when it was first going on, I felt like, oh, there are all sorts of different kaiju, and you never know what they're going to be. But this makes it seem like, oh, that's a Pikachu, and that's a Charmander. And that makes the world feel smaller. A little bit, but I think this was also a, since these were captured ones, this is a level of, like, I've dismantled one of those, and one of those. Yeah, yeah them all being unique just is more interesting to me. I assume all the ones we are going to see him fight are going to be unique, so you don't actually lose that much in this, but... Yeah. Yeah, this this had a feeling of, like, these were all made from the same big one, because, like, they, they mentioned that, like, we have the big kaiju, and then it will tend to spawn, like, the smaller ones, and it made it seem like all of these ones were like, oh, these were from, you know, oh, these were from... Because they mentioned like the kaiju numbers, like it would be like ah, that those were all from kaiju number five. I remember having to clean up that mess. I remember how these things work. Yeah. Anything else you want to say on it, Kevin? You're the one who picked it, and like I said, I I did like it despite being incredibly critical of it because I genuinely think there are lots of oddities about it and lots of imperfections. But the art, the character design, the characters, and the unique world concept all kind of make up for that. Yeah, I, that's. Those are some of the stuff that I really like about it, too. I do really like the art, and it's a good read. And it's, again, if you have that Viz subscription, you can just go ahead and give this a shot. Like I did when I first thought of, like, ooh, Kaiju number 8, what's that? Well, check it out. And I like it. I really like the the mid-page color panel of him when he, I'm going to punch this thing as hard as I can, and he punches it so hard it rains blood. Yeah. I just like that look of like him with the, like his shoulders down, like oh, I'm not human anymore, like like that was the moment it hit him of oh I'm super strong I can't use this on people. <laughs> that is, I I found that to be a funny line. I don't know if it was intended to be, but the oh man I can't punch people like this. I found <laughs> to be funny. Yes, it it had that aspect of it, but it also had that to me it was like that self deprecating kind of humor of like oh. I can't go punching people anymore. <laughs> all right. If that's all we have to say on it, 
That will bring us into personality power level. Vegeta, what does the scouter say about his power level? Personality Power Level is the segment where we rank manga characters from best to worst. At the top is Naruto Uzumaki. He did a tuning exams. Yes. At the bottom is Koku from Flame of Reka. We hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Dead in the center, we have Itsuru Takeda, the manager from Haikyuu. I'm sorry. Manager isn't the right word, because that's the girl. He's the he's the student coach, isn't he? I don't think he's actually coach, though. I feel like he has some other title. Maybe a, you're right. I'll say coach. I feel like that's wrong. But maybe you're right. I assume we want to put on Kafka Hibino, the main character, Kaiju Man, as I like to call him. Yes. I like his character design a lot. And there's a bit to him, but I don't think he's like super special. Like, no. Uh, scrolling up a bit, we have Asta from Black Clover. And my, my gut says below Asta, who I don't love. That is fair. It's been a while since I've, you know, like I, I said, I'm several months behind on. Kaiju number eight. He does get more character development. Yeah, he would have to. I mean, yes, obviously, and, and, and I would expect that of the story. But yeah, I could put him below Asta. Yeah, and like we got Yuji from Jujutsu Kaisen. I'd put him below him at this point. Mm-hmm. I would put him below Hikari Shidu from Magical Knight Ray Earth. But I feel like we're kind of in the right spot almost. Mm, sure. How do you think he compares to Chise Hatori from Ancient Magus Bride? It's a below Chise. Okay, I would too. I'm looking for the next main character we got, because there aren't a lot down here. Because mm-hmm. honestly, I think he goes right below Chise, but I don't think it's fair to compare him to... Oh, we have Ichigo down here. I, I do think probably better than Ichigo. Yeah. Right below Chise is Mamoru Chiba, Tuxedo Mask. I, I think probably above Tuxedo Mask. Sure, yeah. All right, so Kafka Hibino goes at number 79 above Mamoru Chiba and below Chisei Hattori. And that will do it for this week. Speaking of Mamoru Chiba, we will be reading Sailor Moon Volume 6 next week because I wanted to read Madoka manga, but Kevin hasn't watched Madoka, so. Yep. We're going to do Sailor Moon instead because that'll be fun for me. Mm-hmm. Until then, our opening theme is Fighting Against One's Will by Midair Machine. Our closing theme is A Psychic Fistfight by Tom W. Emeritt. Other music on the show is by Spectacular Sound Productions, and our album art is by Kate Wind on DeviantArt. www.lastpodcast.com is our website where you can check out my other podcasts, It's a Gundam and Last Time on Video Games. Anything you want to plug this week, Kevin? Nope. See you all next week. Gotta stop, don't you know, it's a